Wise men speak because they have something to say. Fools because they have to say something. Plato. You're listening to Writing Roots, brought to you by Aspen House Publishing. Welcome to Writing Roots. I'm Lee Hall. And I'm Lee Esses. The episode for today is a question that many, many readers wonder as they read. Why didn't the character think of this or of that? Honestly, it's often because the writer didn't think of this or of that. But sometimes if you ask the writer themselves, they'll be like, oh, well, it's not in character for them to do it. Or it wouldn't work if they tried it this way because there are actually guards here and I'm playing God. So this is usually about solving the problem of the story. There are sometimes simple solutions that the authors don't consider that the readers will consider. And it's really important to at least address those so that you don't leave your readers wondering, why didn't they just do this instead? Because that makes a lot more sense. So having the characters solve the problems is only part of the storytelling process. It's the journey, not the destination. I am not concerned that Harry might not conquer Voldemort. I'm not concerned that Gibbs won't solve the murder. I'm interested on how he solves the murder, how he conquers Voldemort, the journey that gets him there. So why didn't the character think of that? Often comes from a need to get to the solution instead of enjoying the process of getting to the solution. Solving that includes slowing it down, which we'll talk more about in a moment. So let's get into our example of something that demonstrates this. Why didn't the character think of that? This is very blatant and horribly written, but we are using it as a example only to highlight the problem. I really hope nobody writes anything like this. (laughs) So this example is said from a character in quotes. First, we're going to kill the generator. That'll cut the alarms to the vault. Then we're going to go take this key and open it. You'll distract the guard. Once we're inside, I'm going to copy the Mona Lisa exactly so that the buyers can't tell the difference. We'll bring the painting with us just in case I miss something. The buyers will be waiting at the docks with the cash. So he's stealing the Mona Lisa and copying it while he's there and taking it. That just doesn't make sense. Why not just... Cut out the copy instead and just steal the whole thing? Why not copy it? Because there's plenty of ways to look at the Mona Lisa and copy it and sell that instead. Like, you don't have to break into a museum to copy the Mona Lisa to then sell the copy to criminals. What? (laughs) There is a lot of extra work here for the outcome. So let's identify common problems that cause this question. One of the easiest ways to know if you're in this situation is someone's going to point it out to you. This is where beta readers and editors come in very, very handy because they can read it. And if they're being honest and good about what they're supposed to be doing, they will tell you, hey, this didn't make sense. Why didn't they do this instead? 
Another way to identify this issue in your storytelling is if something just feels complex. Oftentimes for me as an action author, it's when the characters are coming up with an idea when they're planning something and like, okay, everyone has these little bits and pieces. I write that so the reader knows what's going on in several places at once, but really it's not that necessary. This is where Occam's razor really comes in handy. The simplest solution is often the right one. And if you have a character monologuing, that's another sign that you need to look at this moment for some reason. Another red flag that might show you that this issue is occurring in your story is if you have an accidental my way or the highway character. When everyone agrees that the hero's plan is the best plan and nobody brings up anything else, well, because he's Batman, we need to obey his orders. This is something minor that I addressed in Lee's upcoming book, Friday and Monday. It wasn't vital to the plot. It's a tiny little piece, but it was, here's this idea. Everyone's cool with it. Cool. Let's do it. There was no back and forth, even though the scene was set up to be that way. So that's something to look for is if it is set up to be a discussion, there needs to be a discussion. And that's where you can bring in these other characters to bring up these ideas that your readers are going to be thinking. And that's going to be your first arrow in your quiver when it comes to solving this problem is if your reader is asking, why didn't the character think of blank? then you can have another character say, hey, did you think about maybe just taking a picture of the Mona Lisa when it's at the museum and then we don't have to break into the vault in order to copy it? Well, no, we can't do that because they don't allow cameras in the museum. Okay, if that's why they're not going that direction, you as an author get to address these concerns because your main character is addressing these concerns. But it takes you stepping back from your story and where you know you're going to look at it with a reader's eye. What will the reader be thinking in this scene? You have to step back and analyze. So if the character's going on this high still by himself, you can't have another character point out this flaw in the plan. Another option is to have the MC try and fail. It's okay for them to fail in the middle of the book. It's good for them to fail in the middle of the book. So if he brings a massive scanner into the museum so that he can later copy the Mona Lisa perfectly with every brushstroke, then that would solve the problem. So he tries to bring it in. The guard's like, um, excuse me, sir. What are you doing with that? Nothing. Okay. He tried it. He failed it. He can then go break into the vault and scan it and do whatever he needs to do. The final way that you can fix the problem of readers encountering this question is to avoid explaining how it's going to go down if it goes exactly as it's planned. So in Ocean's Eleven, they never explain exactly how they're going to be stealing from the Bellagio vault. They give kind of hints and you see them setting it up, but they never tell you exactly how it's going to happen until they've done it. Yeah, at that point, it's a voiceover and it's like, okay, well, first you're going to do this and we see them do this. And then next you're going to do this. And so that that ends up being a narration of what's actually happening versus what the character's audience is saying. 
You counteract that with what happened in Mistborn, where they're sitting down, they're planning, this is what we need to do to topple the nobility, this is what we need to do to cripple the economy, this is what we need to build an army, and this is what, how we're going to get the city army out of the city so that we can take the city. The only reason why that works is because it absolutely fails later. Yeah. If the planning for the final scene is happening in Act 1, Okay, because things are going to go awry between now and then. If the planning happens at the beginning of Act 3, maybe just sort of skip over it and let the reader discover it as it's happening. It's the same issue with flashbacks as flash forwards in a way. So if we let the reader discover it and experience it for the first time, then that's entertainment. If you tell them this is the plan and something goes wrong, that's a way to let the readers know that something has gone wrong. If you tell them the plan and then everything goes according to plan, it's really boring because we just read the same thing twice. And spoilers for Mistborn, the main character, Kelsier, had a subplot. He had a backup plan that he never explained to anyone. Brandon Sanderson used both of these methods in this book. The let's explain and it goes wrong and the here's my backup plan that I'm keeping to myself and it goes right. But honestly, when it comes to a reader surprising you with this question, why didn't the character just think of this? You don't have to rewrite everything to accommodate for that. You can simply come up with a random answer and then have a character ask that question the same way your beta reader asked you and have your main character answer it the same way you answered your beta reader, and you move on. Exactly. Usually the solution is simple. So let's go back to our example. The first example was long, very detailed. The new example. Think Nicolas Cage. (laughs) We're going to steal the Mona Lisa. End chapter. That's it. That's all you need. Having that helps your audience, helps your reader ask the question, whoa, 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 huh? How is this going to happen? I need to keep reading to answer that question. It's a great tool. Remember, you don't have to explain everything to your readers, but you can't leave them asking the wrong questions. Just like our word count, this is something that you don't necessarily have to focus on in your first read through. As the author, it will be difficult to catch these. This is where you have beta readers. This is where you have editors. When you are first writing it, you need to be focusing on one thing. Write selfishly. If you have a question or comment for our hosts or a topic you'd like us to cover, send us an email at writingroots at aspenhousepublishing.com or find us on Facebook by searching for Aspen House Publishing.